Discerning listener, wherever you are in the world on this fabulous free day, yes, whatever day of the week it is, wherever you're tuned in from, it's always free day because it's a new day, it's a new dawn, and it's a new way of looking at your life and your ability to lead and succeed. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dov Barron, and for the next hour, I'm your host here at the Accidental Guru Radio Show. Broadcasting on Telstar Satellite and KWRM 106.9 FM HD3. We're broadcasting out of Seattle. And yes, we're in HD because we've been digitally enhanced for your listening pleasure. We're also broadcasting out around the world on contacttalkradio.com. Right now in homes and offices around the world, there are folks just like you who are salivating like a Greek sailor over a lamb shank at the prospect of getting their teeth into all the juicy mind meat we've got for you here on today's show. Do you have friends and family who are literally dragging their butts through the day? The kind of folks who are just looking for a reason to turn off the idiot box and tune into some high-energy, high-value talk radio? Well, my little Zorber of love, take my advice and go drag them out of their chair or out of their bed. Yes, I know it may only be the crack of noon where you are. Nonetheless, go tell them to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show. Because today's show is going to shift the way they see themselves and the way you see each other. Seriously, before you take even another moment, go tell your friends to tune in and we can begin to unleash the leader within you right here on the Accidental Guru radio show. That being said, every week I get a notice telling me where people have been tuned in from. And many of you write to me on my blog at DoveBaron.com and on our Facebook Accidental Guru page on Twitter, on RadioDove.com, to tell me where you've been listening in from. And I love that you do that. And this week it seems that we've had a sharp raise in our European leadership, or listenership, as well. Yes, of course, both. And so let me greet our friends listening in from what's becoming the omnipresent Accidental Guru radio show from around the world, whatever the time of the day it is, wherever you are, welcome. To our Italian listeners tuned in from all over the world, ciao. To our Swedish friends and listeners who it seems are now beginning to find us and tune in to the Accidental Guru radio show, day. To our French listeners who are tuned in from many parts of the world, bonjour. <laughs> yes, that's a sexy one, bonjour. 
And to our Greek friends listening in, especially Ev, Kalimera. And to all our listeners around the world, we're honored that you take the time to be here with us in the intimate space each and every week. From me to you, wherever you are in the world, hello, hello, hello. And now on to today's show de jour. Have you gotten to a place in your life where you're either in business or you'd like to go into a business? But when it comes to facing the competition, well, you're more nervous than Paris Hilton playing Jeopardy at a Mensa meeting. Maybe you're in a place where you are beginning to understand that despite the fact that there appears that others appear to be doing what you do, no one does it quite the way you do it. And despite the fact that broke people keep telling you it's a bad time to go into business, you have a knowing that you, with the right positioning, by putting yourself away, over in just the right way, just getting yourself in the right way out there, you'd be actually be very successful. Well, my guest today says that you can make big money and make a big difference in any economy. He says that it's all about how you position yourself to be perceived by your potential customers and clients. My guest today will be Stefan Stavrakis, and he's the world's first perceptual engineer. He will be sharing his advanced research and findings on the importance of positioning yourself so that when people think about you or when they even think about what it is you do, you will be the only person to go to so that when they think of you think of competition, it will become completely irrelevant. You may never have heard of Stefan. And there's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, the guy has been in semi-retirement for the last three or so years doing research for his new book, which is coming out early next year, called Perceptual Positioning. While he's been doing his research, he's been quite busy working in the background, assisting some very powerful people in positioning themselves in such a way that you may have actually even bought products from some of Stefan's clients. The great news for you is that we have got him here. We dragged him out of hiding. We dragged him away from his writing. And he's going to be right here with us in the intimate space under the microscope to give you the full two scoops of success raisins when it comes to positioning yourself so that the competition becomes irrelevant. I will tell you more about our guest and why he's such a valuable resource to so many highly successful business people in two wags of a kangaroo's tail. However, before we get into how you can get yourself positioned as the only place to go for what it is you do, I want to let you in on one of my early experiences with perception and how a change in perception changes absolutely everything. I wonder if you can remember the first time you fell in love, or rather, the first time you thought you'd fallen in love. We lived in a very small house, and as I came through the front door, I could actually see all the way through to the back door. A view that was partially blocked on this particular day by a five-foot-four, pale, skinny, brunette woman who, through the wonders of the 1960s beehive hairstyling, appeared to be five feet ten. My mom's closest friend, Jean, was over for a visit. And as my mom heard me come through the door, she called out to me to come in and say hello to my Auntie Jean. Now, of course, she wasn't actually my aunt, 
She couldn't have been less related. My mom was a Jewish sewing machinist of Russian descent, while Auntie Jean ran a fish and chip shop and was a Church of England Brit with a heritage that likely went back as far as Cromwell. However, over the years, she had been very good to my mom. And anyone who was a close friend to my mom instantaneously got the anti-status to us kids. Anyway, I, dig I digress. So coming back to it, as I walked into that kitchen, I was greeted by Auntie Jean's loving open arms and her intense cigarette and sweet tea breath. She moved her cheek in the direction of my face in such a way that my desire to kiss her was made actually quite irrelevant. After kissing her slightly gray and oily skin, I went over to my mom and did the same. Suddenly, the back door opened. I swung around as if propelled by a higher power. Backlit from the outside, a vision of beauty entered into the kitchen. The rays of light breaking through the fog of cigarette smoke, silhouetting her like an angelic figure from a biblical movie. Her name was Yvonne Bonham. She was 11 years old, and she was my aunt's daughter. And although I must have known her for years, in that splendiferous moment, as if for the first time, I saw her. I don't know if I even spoke to her that day. I do know that I spent what felt like an eternity fixated on her. For weeks afterwards, I would replay her laugh in my mind. I would think, as m I think by then I must have probably drove my mum absolutely crazy, asking when we were going to go visit Auntie, June, Auntie Jean again. As it turns out, I am the actual eldest of a very large family, which meant when the weekend came around, I'd have the job of babysitting my younger siblings. Well, on one particular Saturday night, and the young'uns were in bed, I sat alone watching TV. A movie came on, and interestingly enough, it was a movie about the lead character's recollections of early childhood. The movie starred the hottest guy in Hollywood, Warren Beatty, and a young woman who, to me, in that moment, was a vision of what the grown-up version of Auntie, June's, Auntie Jean's daughter, Yvonne, would look like. Warren Beatty was starring alongside the Hollywood beauty of Natalie Wood in Splendor in the Grass. With the assistance of that movie and my mind's desire to make sense of my infatuation, I had now positioned Yvonne Bonham as growing up into the movie star and Hollywood beauty that was Natalie Wood. What I want you to know, dear listener, is this. It's all in the way you perceive what's in front of you. Knowing that, it's always worth remembering that what you see is what you see. It's not necessarily what's there. However, it is always incredibly important that you hold on to what you see if it empowers you to live your dreams. And if what you perceive in front of you doesn't do that, it's time to dump it like last week's leftovers and change your perception. Because you, my friend, did not get your dreams by accident. They are your soul crying out for expression. Now back to today's show de jour. As I said, my guest today is Stefan Stavrakis. He is the world's only 
perceptual engineer. Born into a Greek family, he started out in the restaurant business, working in the family restaurant. And even to this day, he's been known to throw on an apron to help out if needed. Stefan spent. Stefan went out there into the world and became a systems systems analyst. That's a difficult one to say, isn't it? Designing computer programs, systems, technologies that make companies that he worked for more efficient. He designed a system which he and his team were able to save one particular company in excess of five million dollars a year. During this time, Stefan became fascinated with a broad range of personal development, psychology, and cognitive therapy. And being a bit of an analytical obsessive, he began to recognize and realize how the brain works like a computer. That there is, in fact, thinking systems running in our minds. That by tapping into them in just the right way, you could shift your perception. According to Stefan, actually, all problems are nothing more than an issue of perception. And when it comes to getting out there in the marketplace, he has proved that to be true. He has taken completely unknown individuals, and having engineered their perceptual positioning, he has turned these same people into being the only place to go for what they offer, and making them wildly successful. What's more, Stefan says that anyone can apply what he teaches, and as a result, can skyrocket their success. As always, we have a turbocharged show for you today, and you need to strap yourself in and stop doing all that crap that distracts you. Sit down, get out a pen, get out a journal, and let's have some you and me time. As always, we promise that today's show will titillate your neurons. During the show, we will be solution-oriented. However. There will be the usual soupçon of fun as we go. During the upcoming time together, my guest and I will be doing our very best to assist you getting the most practical, applicable solutions, getting you out of stuck and into massive success action. As always, giving you the best solid success solutions. Today, my guest and I will once again be providing you with the information and inspiration. For taking massive action towards your dreams, and after the first break, you'll be able to call in on eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two. I know that if you become a regular listener to our ubiquitous show, you know that I always like to wear something special for both you, dear listener, and for our guest. As this is our intimate time together, and I trust that you, dear listener, have also slipped into something rather delish for this week's show. As you know, dear listener, each week, each delicious and delectable week, I absolutely love finding just the right ensemble that will honor our guest. And my outfit today, as always, is designed to do just that. Today's ensemble starts off on top. I'm wearing a purposefully tight blue, navy blue blazer. With sky blue piping around the lapels and pockets, underneath the blazer is a bright yellow silk shirt tied off at my midriff. Yes, to show it off. As in the tradition of such an outfit, I'm wearing glow sticks on my wrists, and on the lower half, I'm wearing my pleated, my white pleated fustanella, which is in fact a traditional Greek manskirt. And I have to tell you that I'm rather enjoying the draft in the studio today. 
because my fustanella is giving me lots of room for, among other things, perceptual positioning. The whole outfit is rather a flavor of Zorba the Greep goes Euro trash rave. As always, my ensemble is made to honor our guest, and my guest today is born into a Greek family, but comes from a long line of window, <laughs> Windex-using Greeks. And after the break, I will personally introduce you to him. We're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be back with my guest, Stefan Stavrakis, the only perceptual engineer. Back in two. this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you. So next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Don't listen to this unless you want more money. People have all kinds of ridiculous ideas about what it takes to achieve vast amounts of wealth and success. Consistently, those ideas are dead wrong. Think about it. What you've been told about creating wealth has likely been from those who did not, do not, or ever likely to have it. In his book, Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Dov Barron collapses your old money myths and shows you how to tap into your unique value, even if you don't know what it is yet. As you turn each page of this book, Dov Barron will walk you through a process that will have them banging down your door to give you money. Don't read this unless you want more money. Subconscious Tactics of the Truly Affluent is a guaranteed bestseller you'll want to buy for friends and read over and over again. Go to www.don'treadthisbook.com forward slash money and get your copy today. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Welcome back. My name is Dov Barron, and I'm the host here at the Accidental Guru Radio Show. And as I said, I'm here with my guest, Stefan Stavrakis. He is the world's only perceptual positioning engineer. He's an outstandingly successful man, and actually he's been working in the background of many people's lives, many of the very, very successful people's lives that you've likely know very well. He is the guy behind them who positions them in such a way as to really allow you to find them as the only place to go. And he's here with us today, really showing you how you can position yourself to absolutely make the competition irrelevant. So, that being said, dear listener, please help me welcome future best-selling author, the Hercules of Perception, the... Slayer of the Medusa called competition, 
my close personal friend, business coach, and fellow mentor at both the 2009 and 2010 Quantum Wealth Mastery Live events. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome the blue-eyed, the brown-eyed, the one and only perceptual engineer himself, Stefan Stavrakis. Woo! The crowd is going wild, Steph. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank Take you. Thank you. You're oh, my welcome. goodness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sit down and hear myself after that uh, wonderful <laughs> introduction. Thank you very much. You're welcome. As always, Stefan, our listener is waiting with hexiety to take in all the wonderful gems of wisdom that you're going to share with us over the rest of the show today. I'm very honored to have you join us here in the intimate space. And as this is the intimate space, let's start off by getting to know some of your intimate bits in the tradition of the show, Stefan. How about you share with our listener something intimate, something most people wouldn't know about you? Well, I'm kind of, you know, scared to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and say it. I do have an addiction, and I've had it for the past 17 years. And um, as a matter of fact, it's, uh, it's, it's something that um, is, like, near and dear to my heart. And what it really is is I think it started about 17 years ago when I met this guy called Ravine. Do you know who Ravine is? I do indeed. Okay, well... <laughs> Since, since that time, after I met Ravine, he put me up on stage, and he got me into this thing called a trance. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes, and you might know a little bit about that. Oh, <laughs> only a little bit. Only a little bit. So what he did is he put me up on, uh, onto, into a trance and put me in front of about 500 people, and I began to do very odd things, such as uh, be the Energizer Bunny Rabbit for a little while. In front, in front of 500 people, uh, propose to a microphone stand, and, really? <laughs> and and then act like aliens had abducted me. Since then, um, I so your addiction now stop. is to proposing to microphone stands and running around like the Energizer Bunny. Exactly. <laughs> I've been a trance junkie for about 17 years. I've gone to over 40 events. 40 different hypnotists, stage hypnotists, and I've performed on over 40 shows, (laughs) the last one being in Las Vegas, where I did some very weird, bizarre things to a chair, but we'll leave that for a different show. Ah, you saw Anthony. (laughs) You saw Anthony Cools, didn't you? I certainly did see Anthony Cools, and he saw me. So I know what you did to that chair, my friend. I know very well. I've seen Anthony Cools. So, ladies and gentlemen, dear listener, our guest today has a bit of a fixation with being in a hypnotic trance and making love to chairs. Oh, I didn't say that. No, I said that. You said that. That's right. Well, yes, I'm a we're trans junkie have, for We're very yourself. glad to have you here with us today, Stefan. Thank you. I All am right, so excited I did to be my here. research. You are the world's only perceptual positioning engineer. And according to the powers that be, an engineer applies scientific principles to design or develop structures, machines, or apparatus to construct or operate with full cognizance of their design. A perception is 
the process of attaining awareness or understanding of sensory information. Now, before I let you anywhere near any of my machinery or apparatus, particularly whilst wearing a fusanella, <laughs> better tell us what is perceptual positioning because it sounds rather painful. <laughs> it's not painful at all. As a matter of fact, it's probably going to be one of the most uh, talked about concepts uh, in the business world in the next few years, and uh, that's how I'm positioning it. it. Perceptual positioning is actually allowing yourself to create a unique place in the mind of the consumer in order for them to think of you as the only business in the world that does what you do. So you're going to put everybody, every one of your customers into a hypnotic trance? All of them. Every single one of them look into my eyes. <laughs> okay. So that's what we've all got to do? <laughs> what you want to do is you want to make competition irrelevant by creating your own space mm. for you to occupy in the mind of the marketplace that you're going after. Perceptual positioning, it does exactly that. So when someone thinks of something, example, if we were to say think of a ketchup, the very first company that comes to mind is Heinz. Heinz. Yeah, absolutely. Heinz, got to be. They, they've created a position in the minds of the marketplace that no, you don't think of any other ketchup other than Heinz. I've, oh, well, I'll give you a great one of those. I remember when I was thinking about this the other day, that when I was a kid, my mom used to ask, you know, to help out with housework, my mom used to ask us to go and hoover. Go she didn't ask us to vacuum. Hoover, right. She didn't ask yeah. us to vacuum. She asked us to go hoover. Right. Hoover up. We exactly. actually used the brand name in the, in the job. That's yep. exactly what you're talking about, right? It's exactly what I'm talking about. How, wow. about, how about the example of Kleenex? Mm -hmm. It's tissue paper, however, everybody calls it Kleenex. Yep, it's the, the only thing people think about. The brand and the business is the only, the only thing that people think about when they're going to go for that box of tissue paper when it comes to, when they're thinking about it. So they even give it a name, called it Kleenex, and that's what everybody uses as a de facto standard now. Yeah, they do. So, everybody says, pass me a Kleenex. I need a Kleenex. I want to clean my glasses, blow my nose, or wipe my kid's nose. You're right. right. They don't actually say, pass me um, tissue paper. Very Brilliant. few people do. Yeah, they say Kleenex, right? So perceptual positioning was designed as a result, you know, being a systems engineer, I looked at the system that created that kind of perception and yeah. that kind of one thinkingness, if you will. Yes. Um, the, there's a bunch of elements that made that happen. I was able in the past two and a half years to break it down into a seven-part system, seven system and actually recognize how we all, no matter whether you're in a small or a big business, we all could recreate that same exact outcome. Wouldn't it be great if we could be all fantastic. do that Absolutely. so that we don't go into so, a so space of competition? So, so tell me this, why does that matter? I mean, okay, so I can kind of see why it matters, and, and I'm, I'm sure that our listener can, can kind of see why it matters, but it might seem a bit big. So why does, let, let's go to that part first. Why does it matter to perceptually position yourself with your potential customer? There's several reasons why, but I'm going to just focus on one uh, for the purposes of this conversation. Here's, sure. here's the point. We are all in business to do what? Make money, right? Yep. 
Right. How much point in being in business if you broke? Exactly. Broke in the process. <laughs> Why in business? You might as well be in a charity, right? So exactly. In order for us to make the amount of money that we want when we put out a product or a service, we have to be able to feel good in being able to price it at a point that it becomes profitable to us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, right? So we want, we, we want it to be a profitable price point, something that we make money from. Here's what happens. When you go into a world of competition, your business in, essentially or your message becomes a commodity. That means that you have to compete with other people's price points mm-hmm. because they think of you as just another accountant, as just another lawyer, as just another coach or another uh, personal development speaker, if you will. Another plumber, However, it doesn't matter what it is. That, that you, so what I'm saying is, what you're saying is, that you go out there in the world with yep. your business card, your, your shingle, if you will, um, that says plumber or, or lawyer or whatever it is, and yep. there's no differentiation between you and anybody else at that point. Because it's just well, a, in the perception of the mind of the person yeah. that you're talking to, immediately as soon as you say, I'm, a, I'm an accountant, let's say, they yeah. are thinking about all the other accountants that they might know. And then right. when you say your price point, guess what? They're comparing it to other, everybody else's price point. Right. So what I happens is now I, as a business owner, have to price myself against all these other people. So it's the, it's the community of accountants that will tell me what my value is which I don't believe that that's, that that's true, because as an individual business, everybody brings something different to the table, therefore different value, and you could capitalize on that value by being so unique in the person's mind that you're the first accountant that they think about, or you're the first lawyer that they think about, or the only, which make it, make it even better, like the Kleenex of your industry, like the okay, so, of your okay, industry. Okay, so let me jump in here, because we're moving fast here, and I really hope that you, dear listener, I've got your pen, I've got your journal out, and you're taking notes on this, because this is really important, because I just, I I caught something in there that was said very fast, and you may have caught it, you may not have, but I want to go back to it, because I think it's an important thing for you to realize, and that is that when we go into business, what I make sure I'm I'm understanding this properly, staff, but when we go into business, whatever the industry is, we, we look around at the other people in that industry and we say what are they charging if uh, you know if it's a plumber they charge and i'm making up numbers here it's not the truth but let's say they all charge 70 bucks an hour and you go okay well that's kind of the range i've got to charge you know i might get away with 75 i might get away you know might do better if i judge 65 but that's kind of the range and what you're saying is that that's also going on in the minds of the customer they're comparing you to the industry standard which sets your fee and what you're saying is that that doesn't have to be the case. Am I, am I getting this stuff? Is this Absolutely, making, I, 100% correct. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so I want to yes. make sure everybody's understanding. Let's go. Yes, so basically what, what you want to do is you want to take a piece or an element of what you bring to the table as a, let's take an example, a plumber, that you might have some experience in, and maybe you only work on high-end plumbing for multi-million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying out there, going out there and saying, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a plumber, what you say is, I'm a plumber for multi-million dollar homes. 
And immediately mm-hmm. now, the person knows, without a shadow of a doubt, that you're going to be probably more expensive than the problem plumber that they're thinking in their head, because you yes. only work on multi-million dollar homes. For, as, it's just a simple example, but that's basically how, how the perception works. It, the comparison, all of a sudden, in the perception of the mind of the marketplace, changes instantly, and they cannot, cannot compare you to other plumbers because the other plumbers are not articulating exactly what they work on and what their specialty is. Okay, so let's work with that for a minute, and I'm going to play advocate for a moment, and the advocate is this. The advocate is this, well, then I'll put them off. They won't want to come to me for business because they've already perceived me as being very expensive, so I won't get any business. Exactly. And I know that that's that's like mentality. So how how would you address that? Okay, you don't want to work with everybody. You want to create your own space, like as that plumber example that we're using, you want to create the own space that you only talk to the people that were willing to pay you what you're willing, what you're willing to put out. So it doesn't matter to go out into the general marketplace and try to get everybody no. to work with you because the select few that you do have will pay you more money for what you're offering. You'll be able to work less and make more. Brilliant. So it's really about not so so it's it's not just about positioning yourself, but actually right. saying before you even can do that is actually uh, deciding who it is you're going after, right? Uh, absolutely, that's one of the steps of perceptual positioning. You have to know who you want to work with, who you love to work with, who you're charged to work with, and how much money do they have that are willing to give you in, in, in that business in that business context? Because some people, right. they go out, I want to be an accountant, a lawyer, or this or that, and they don't even think for one second whether someone will have the amount of money to pay them for the amount of value that they're bringing out to them. They don't think about okay. that. They just think about it as a, as a job or as an occupation of some sort. And as mm-hmm. soon as they think about it as that, they're all of a sudden going out there and trying to compete with other people that are out there and it drives the prices down for everybody. Right. So, yeah, so the, the good key point. here Price is to create a perception in the marketplace that you're the only person that does that. And then when they think of multi-million dollar homes that need plumbing mm-hmm. work, guess yeah. what? They're going to think about you first. You're think of you. Now, I'm guessing that by now, our dear listener might be beginning to see that maybe they need to get bent over and given a whole new perceptual positioning. Off the bat, can you give us, well, let's just do one or two right off the bat, but can you give us a few solid indicators that someone is actually in need of perceptual positioning? A few solid indicators. Yeah, so, you know, it's like one or two indicators, not not much more than that right now, but just some indicators of how somebody would know, you know what, I actually need to to do some perceptual positioning here. Okay, I'll give you three. Okay. there's, there's 10 of them, but the three that are most common, okay? Okay, well, I might have to when, cut you off to go to break, but we'll go with where we can go to for now. Okay, so the, the, three, the, the, the very first one is everybody uses that I have better information or I have a better service or I have a better product than the guy next door. Mm-hmm. When, when they try to articulate what they bring to the table, they say, mine's better. Right. And if you are saying out there that you're better than someone else or you're the best at something, then you guaranteed need positioning. <laughs> That's a right. very common thing. I don't have to say I'm better than someone else because I'm the only one that does what I do. Right. So rather than better, unique. 
Only one who does I, it. I'm the only one that does it. So I don't have to compete with them, and I don't have to say my information is better. It may not even be better. It doesn't matter. What matters mm. is, are, are, is am I bringing value in that, uh, to that client instantaneously when I'm having an interaction with them? Yeah. And if they feel that, if they see that by being the first in that person's mind, guess what? They're, they're not going to think of anybody else, so whatever you charge, they're going to pay. Mm-hmm. So the so first, you, let, let's yeah. just go to that one, because I'm going to just stop us at that one, because I want to make sure everybody got it. So the first indicator that you need perceptual positioning is if you're using some version of being better. Yep. And and if I'm getting it right, Steph, and, and again, I'm speaking on behalf of our listener, but if I'm getting it right, what that means is that you're you're positioning yourself at present as as better, which means that that instantaneously brings up comparison. So how are you better? They're looking. For, well, you, you're not better in this. You're not better in that. It's going to bring up that that competitive thinking around it, which is actually going to get in your way rather than helping you. Do I have that? I Absolutely, 100%. It's going to get in your way right away, and now you have to convince them how you're better. Brilliant. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Um, I'm here right now. This is Dov Barron. I'm here with Stefan Stavrakis. He is the world's only perceptual engineer, perceptual positioning engineer, and we're going to be back with Stefan. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into this. I want to get some more indicators from him, more ways for you to see whether you need to do this and things you can do about it and give you some solid success solutions. We'll be back in two. See you soon. is your chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest again that number is 877-230-3062 don't listen to this unless you want more money people have all kinds of ridiculous ideas about what it takes to achieve vast amounts of wealth and success Consistently, those ideas are dead wrong. Think about it. What you've been told about creating wealth has likely been from those who did not, do not, or are ever likely to have it. In his book, Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Dov Barrett collapses your old money myths and shows you how to tap into your unique value, even if you don't know what it is yet. As you turn each page of this book, Dov Barron will walk you through a process that will have them banging down your door to give you money. Don't read this unless you want more money. Subconscious Tactics of the Truly Affluent is a guaranteed bestseller you'll want to buy for friends and read over and over again. Go to www.don'treadthisbook.com forward slash money and get your copy today. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then, before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Welcome back. My name is Dove Barron. I'm your host here at the Accidental Guru Radio Show. I'm here with my guest, Stefan Stavrakis. He is the world's only 
perceptual positioning engineer. Yes, perceptual positioning engineer. And he's been talking about how important it is for you to position yourself not as the best, which you might think is what you've been, and maybe it's likely what you've been trying to do, but actually as the only, as the unique, so that you carve a place out in the marketplace that literally makes your competition irrelevant. Brilliant stuff. I'm going to ask Stefan for another indicator uh, that you, dear listener, may need to perceptually position yourself. What's another indicator, Steph? The other most common indicator that everybody uses is they use their experience to Mm -hmm. prove their value. They try to say, I've been doing this for 25 years or I've been doing this for 15 years. And that's almost like they're trying to convince other people through their experience that therefore they must know what what, what that person does and therefore maybe they're more valuable or therefore maybe I should be hiring them. You see this evident when you open up a Yellow Pages and you look at the real estate section and every single realtor says almost the exact same thing. And now there's nothing wrong with the fact that somebody's got a ton of experience, right? There is nothing wrong with it, but to use it as a positioning message in the marketplace to try to get people to buy from you is once again a way to compete with the other people that are around you. Because if the other guy's been doing it 27 years, then you're not as good as him, if that's the only, Sub- only way you value it. Supposedly, right? Yeah. Now, Im- imagine for a second you open up the yellow pages, you, look, you were looking for a realtor, and they all say, I've been in business for 25 years, I've been in 27 years, I've been in 35 years, I've been in 50 years, right? Does that actually give you a, some sense of trust, if you will? that this person is going to do it better? For some people, that they think that it might. In my experience, it doesn't work. In my right. experience, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It's what you can do right now. And who you are to them as soon as they see you, as soon as they interact with you, that's far more powerful than what you've done in the past in terms of a message when you're articulating it to your marketplace. Right. So it seems to me that this is, you know, you know, you were saying this is going to be a very big subject over the next couple of years. And it seems to me that it's pretty much cutting-edge insights. However, I'd have to guess that from what you're saying, the big dogs, and, you know, because you used some of the examples at the beginning, the big dogs have been using positioning for some time. Can you give us another couple, maybe another couple of examples of companies who've really done well at positioning that? You know, we talked about, you talked about Heinz with ketchup. We talked about Hoover with vacuums. We talked about uh, Kleenex with tissue. Give us another example of somebody, a company, a big dog, who went into a marketplace that should have been extremely competitive and really separated themselves by doing exactly what you're talking about, by positioning themselves. Unilever, are you familiar with that company? They created Dove Soap. Okay. <laughs> That's, and and for those of you dog listening, dog. for those of you listening, that is D-O-V-E, <laughs> Dove, and my name is Dove, D-O-V, pronounced the O. I am not a bird or a bar of bloody soap. Anyway, I'm positioning myself separately. (laughs) So they wanted to come out into the marketplace to uh, attract a younger market, a younger, actually, male market. So can you imagine for a second that Dove come out and said, hey, use Dove for men. 
Yeah, so what? More than likely, because of the position that they've set up in the past, it's going to be very difficult to convince young, younger men, younger males, yep. to use Dove soap to go out there, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. what they've done is they've created a whole new thing, and some of you might know about it. It's called Axe, right? And their tagline is how dirty boys get clean. And they have these very pro- provocative um, advertising messages out there, which yep. basically, if you, if you extrapolate what they're saying, use our product, get laid. That's what Absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> what it says. In fact, That's girls exactly will actually says. come out of the drain <laughs> in your shower exactly. to, to, to molest you because you're using Axe. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it is, it is very well positioned, I've got to say that. They've done a brilliant job. They've totally monopolized that marketplace so yep. much so that it's not just younger uh, younger generation for some reason my wife started replacing all my products in my in my bathroom with all axe i don't know what she's trying to say to me but <laughs> <laughs> i got axe in there and it's all about this whole thing about what is the marketplace that you're going after is really looking for if they're going after a younger marketplace obviously younger boys are looking for sex you know Sex. And apparently, because your wife's replaced your soap, you can guess what she's looking for. Exactly. (laughs) A younger man. (laughs) You know what? That's just not fair. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But anyway, Axe is one of them. The other one is very, very good, and they're doing a repositioning strategy. They've been doing an excellent repositioning strategy for about a year or so, is Apple. Yes. Apple and Mac. Yep. You've seen those, those commercials that say, hi, I'm a Mac, hi, I'm on a PC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. They're actually, with, with, with those commercials, repositioning Apple, Macs to be better than PCs. They don't say that they're better than PCs. They have some, some weird ads out there. Um, the really good ads out there that actually imply that they're better than the, than the PC because they pick out all the faults in the PC. And now Apple is becoming like the de facto standard of a cool computer. Forget the business stuff. It's a cool computer. If you want well, a cool that, computer, I mean, I think that, and everybody wants a cool you know, computer. You know, something you were just saying before about Axe, right? And that yeah. was that Dove understood the market they were going after was younger men. Yep. And so that the whole marketing is positioning themselves to be the only place to go to uh, for young men who want to get laid, basically. Exactly. Like you said, I mean, let's, let's not pull any punches here. But, you yeah. know, it's interesting, too, because if you look at the two characters in, in the Mac ads, you've got a young guy who is the Mac, representing Mac, and a, a stiff guy, uh, a more, uh, you know, stodgy type of person playing the PC. And so, as you said, Mac instantly becomes cool by the representation of those images. So they positioned it as not only uh, great and having far less problems, which they point out in all the ads, but also cool. Brilliantly done. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly like those are two really big companies that have done it really well and in the process of continuing to to do it well. But what works for them could also work for us. And it's mm-hmm. just figuring out who we want to go after and what we want to go after them with and make sure that we provide it to them and think, so they, they can think of us as the, as the only place to go to 
as a service or a product provider. Brilliant. So, you know, you, you were saying that there's 10 of these indicators. Obviously, we're not going to have time to go into 10 of them uh, on the show here. We've done two. Are you going to be going over all 10 of those at Quantum Wealth Mastery? I am. I'm going to go to all, all 10 of them at Quantum Wealth Mastery. And we're going, to, we're, we're, we're going to break them down so that people are very, very aware of what they're doing right now that's putting yes. them in what I call a commoditized marketplace, which everybody else will be competing with them. And it's so difficult so mm-hmm. difficult to go out to a networking group or whatever and start expressing something when you're using any of these 10 methodologies, which is the common 10 that everybody uses, to try to separate yourself from the marketplace. You can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah, I get it. So, all right, Steph, you are, as we were just were mentioning, you're faculty at this year's Quantum Wealth Mastery. And you're going to be one of the mentors guiding the students in how to create a financial quantum leap that they're looking for. So let, let's get down to the, well, let's say the full baklava of it. Um, <laughs> give us the, the sweet stuff. What are some of the steps that our listener can take that can, they can start doing right now at the end of the show to start perceptually positioning themselves? Give me one or two pieces that someone can do right now to start positioning themselves and getting themselves out of that commodity market. Okay, I'll give you four really quick ones. Okay, okay great. Four, four really quick ones. Okay, so the first one is you need to absolutely unequivocally find something that you love doing, that you love doing, that you would do for absolutely free. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that oozes out of you when you're doing it. That's the first step. What most people do when they go out and they choose a business, they ask themselves, How, where can I make money? Forget yep. that. Find something that you absolutely, unequivocally love doing and are fired up, and as soon as you start talking about it, your eyes light up. That's, okay. the, step, that's the first step. The second step is, because, oh, by the way, the reason that you want to do that is because all of a sudden when a person sees that you love doing something and you start offering it to it, you start saying things that are almost magical to them because of the energy that you're using to describe what you do. So the second one, pick yep. a market that you love working with. <laughs> pick a market yes. that you love working with, and I'm going to put a qualifier, has money. It must have money. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, you know... I don't know if the word is appalled or confused or whatever it is that people actually start working in a market or they start building a business around a market that people don't have money. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't even know if they love working with them. What they yeah. do is they start building a business, go out there and realize that they don't want to, they don't want to work with them. That's what happened with one of, one of my businesses that I created. I created a training business and I wanted to go teach people how to start procrastinating. I loved that piece, but once I found out who was coming into my room, I didn't love it anymore. Right? <laughs> so you really have to have. Um, a I'd, I'd like to come to working. your program and sign up for it, but I'll have to think about it for a couple of months. Exactly. Or you it, know, it, the topic was so silly; like some people wouldn't even show up. I mean, I, <laughs> it was just crazy. I, I'll, I'll be there if I'm not delayed. <laughs> I'll, I'll come there tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. If not, the day after. <laughs> okay, exactly. so those are very good points. Yeah, keep going. A couple quick ones. We gotta, we gotta, okay, we're, okay, the last one, the, the, the third one, which is the most important one, a lot of people don't get. Create a system and a name of a system that only you have 
the rights to that only you have created it. One of my clients created a selling system. Now you're going to go off and go to sales trainers all over the world. How can you compete like that? Well, he created the guru selling system. Well, nobody on the planet has the guru selling system. Right. As soon as he put that together, all of a sudden clients started coming out of the woodwork. As soon as you create a system of some sort where people can come to you because nobody else has it, you're starting to position yourself as number one and the only in people's minds. Then step four, which is the last one, you need to go out and tell everybody about it. Because you never know with the energy that you use in the market that you're going after, who knows who and what will happen. So you need to go out there and tell absolutely everybody. When I, when I decided to put together perceptual positioning, I started talking and started sort of clarifying and started telling everybody about it. And next thing you know, I'm on stages. I'm asked to talk on radio shows and teleclasses. I'm all over the place as a result of just starting to talk to people about it. And the energy, because I love talking about it, allowed me to attract to me the type of clientele that is the, the best for me. Dear listener, Remember, you can find us on iTunes and on RadioDove.com, where you can click on Show Info and you can leave your comments and feedback about this or any of our shows. Remember to tell your friends also to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show. By the way, we are now on Facebook. Simply go into Facebook and search Accidental Guru Radio. There you'll be able to chat with other listeners and me about shows gone by and the kinds of shows you'd like to have in the future. Again, I want to once again thank today's wonderful guest, Stefan Stavrakis. This is Dov Baron saying, remember to go share something that you have learned on our show today with someone, because when you share it, you learn it at a deeper level. As always, remember, time Money, energy, and effort spent investing in your heart, your soul, and your mind is time, money, energy, and effort well spent. Investing in the development of your heart, soul, and mind is investing in the heart, souls, and minds of those that you love and care about. Remember, you are a diamond. Let your light shine. Because it is my belief that each one of you is unique. There isn't another one of you on the planet, and no one has the right to tell you you're less than magnificent. You do deserve to live in affluence. I look forward to meeting you in person very soon at one of our live events. Maybe, I would hope, at the upcoming Quantum Wealth Mastery or November's Claim Your Competitive Edge. And you can find out more about all of our events at Baron, B-A-R-O-N, Mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, dot com. Well, my friends, it's been an honor to be here with you. It is always an honor. We've been really gifted with some fabulous information today, and I really want to challenge you to understand that you have a voice, a voice that's worth sharing. You have knowledge that people need to know and want to know. And as James has said to you, there is nothing in your way from you taking your life and your success beyond the next level to taking that quantum leap. As I said, we hoped, James and I both hoped to meet you at Quantum Wealth Mastery. Make sure you come up and say hello. Give us a nice big hug because we will definitely look forward to seeing you and sharing you with you and all of our mentors at that event, sharing the great information, knowledge, and skills we've got that are going to really lift you to the next level. So until next time, this is Dov Baron, host of The Accidental Guru, saying, Bonsoir. Thank you for making my world a little better each week. I'll see you soon. Same time, same place, same channel. Bye now. It is my belief 
but each one of you is unique. There isn't another one of you on the planet. And no one has the right to tell you you're less than You've been listening to The Accidental Guru with Dov Barron. Join us again next week when Dov will be giving you the competitive edge without losing your